You're listening to the Strategically Podcast. I'm Tyler Collins. And I'm Brandon Collins. As we like to say, strategy is all about finding the best way to get from where you are to where you want to be. Head over to our website, Strategically, that's strategic.li, for more tools and content. But right now, you can join us for this casual conversation where we dive deep into the concepts behind thinking strategically in life, business, or whatever you care about. In this episode, we explore how much time and money you should invest in finding your end destination. We'll touch on life coaches and consultants, strategic planning retreats, and pushing past the challenges when you get stuck in the process. Let's get into it. So um, last time we were talking about how do we determine our desired future or end point, you know, where we're headed. And I think we did one and two. Is that correct? Yep. That's right. So we talked about the blank canvas method and we won't go into all of that because you can go back and listen to it if you're interested in that. And we talked about the pain point method uh, again in you were kind of driving this conversation a lot because you've had the opportunity to do some of these things right with Mm -hmm. clients in the past. So we're kind of leaning into your uh, strategic experience a bit there. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Yeah. And uh, just as also another point of review for some of these, we talked about these being like uh, a lot like medical tests. Um, They all are trying to sort of diagnose or or expose what's inside of you. Um, But they're all coming at it from sort of a a little bit of a different perspective. Um, So that might be, um, that might be, you might hear that some of, you might see some overlap and that's okay. That's kind of on, that's kind of a good thing on purpose because you want to get different perspectives on the same thing maybe. Uh, so there's that to keep in mind. And also a lot of these I've pieced together from various sources and I, sometimes I can remember and sometimes I can't. So, uh, I'll try to give credit where I can. Uh, but, uh, if I can't and uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, right, so and I remember hit- you saying, and I think it's worth repeating as well, that uh, it, just like medical tests, you know, they all like maybe you're doing seven tests, you know, a battery of tests, is what I believe what they call it. And yeah. you do six and you don't see anything, but it's the seventh one where something mm-hmm. pops off the chart and really helps you know, oh, that's the thing that I need to be looking at and focusing on. Yep. So yep. I think it's very similar to this as well, where you might go through how many are there? Five, right? Yeah. All, all five, you know, four. And you're like, well, I really don't have my direction yet. Uh, but number five is the one that does it, you know, or maybe like one and two aren't helpful and three is really helpful. And then four mm. and five aren't as helpful, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I would say that it's important. You Well, I guess I'll ask you, we can start here. Is it important to do all five? Um, you know, like, yeah, let's so say, we, let's say one and two have been incredibly helpful and you feel like, yeah, we've nailed it. We've got it. Is it worth continuing doing three, four and five you know, is that all is, oh, is all that going to do is like waste time or is it going to, you know, help maybe expand the vision or help, you know, maybe clarify in your own mind that, yes, we did land on it. Or mm-hmm. do you think like, oh, mm-hmm. no, a brand new vision might open up and <laughs> you might have choices, you know? <laughs> sure. No, I so that the last thing you said, I, I don't think I've ever seen that happen. Yeah. Um, I've never seen something that was not even on the radar just come. That was like a big deal. Just come exploding onto the scene mm-hmm. in like the last one of these, for example, um, it's usually more like maybe an extra layer of detail or, oh, there, there's a perspective to that same topic that we've been that we've hit on multiple times. There's a piece of that that I didn't have clarity on. Now it's more clear. So that's more of what it is like. Um, think of like an old one of those old, old color printers. I don't know if anybody remembers these where they would take multiple passes 
and they yeah. would add different ink colors, right? And then by, so by the first pass, second pass, third pass, you've got all the colors on there. But by the first two passes, you can kind of already see the, the things start starting to sh- take shape. That's usually how it is. It's that they are sort of stacking more details, more layers, um, and, and using the medical tests, uh, as another example, um, again, as an analogy, the, they, it's where the cross sections, where the tests, Mm. are in alignment that's where you get the strongest clarity and strongest diagnosis of of what's actually there so that that's a good analogy and i think you know no i don't to 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 sum it up no i don't think you have to do all of them Mm. um it kind of comes down to how much time you have versus how helpful it's going to be and there is a point of diminishing returns uh yeah but but i guess my pushback on that not that i'm necessarily advocating for doing all five or not uh but my pushback on that is how do you know that doing number five you know, wouldn't bring some necessary clarity to something. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And what, like what you just said, I would agree with, like there probably is diminishing returns, but how do you know when yeah. that point is? Right. Cause sure. Especially with vision. And we, we set up this whole discussion, granted it was, you know, in the last session. So that was a little bit ago, but we set up this whole discussion by saying your end destination, getting that right is like probably the most important thing so i almost wonder like if you were going to put more time in this process anywhere wouldn't Mm. wouldn't you want it in here or you're just trying to say like hey we do have a finite amount of time like you know when you run through this with clients maybe do you just say it's going to be a day whatever we get done that's what we get done and we'll just move on from there sure yeah, you're bringing up a great point, which is, and we've said this multiple times, this is the, making sure your destination is right is the most important thing because you can have a great strategy and get to the wrong place and mm. then you have still failed. Um, so I would definitely think you are spot on in that if you're gonna waste time anywhere, <laughs> let it be here. If you're yeah. gonna go overboard, let it be here. Yeah. Um, with, so then with a team, that's where it gets a little more Mm. tricky. Like for example, you brought up when I've done this with clients. So I've done this with three different groups or so I've done a similar process. So I'll actually put a plug out, plug in right here for it. Um, because a lot of this I've pulled from a lot of different sources. One of the big sources that I've learned a lot from is called, um, the, the Patterson organization. I can't remember Patterson group. I think they call it. Um, and that's something called a Stratop, uh, which is a whole three day build a whole organizational, um, strategic plan in three days, which if three days sounds like a long time, that actually is really fast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, it's really fast if you're talking top to bottom, yeah. a whole organizational structure or a strategic plan. It so, only sounds um, like a lot of time if I think about, oh, you, you fly in your board and you've got yeah. all your VPs there, you know, like those people time, those people's time costs a lot of money. So then three days of having all those people to go through it, that sounds like a lot, but yeah. I wonder what your thoughts are on that. If you're working with a team maybe and you're just like, man, that's just that's we don't have time to get everybody in the room. Like, are there ways you can break that down so that not every single person's got to be in the room the entire time? Yeah. You know what I mean? That kind of thing. Yeah. So with a with the model that Stratop uses and that a lot of um, if you bring a consultant in to do this kind of thing, this is that's the model they're going to want is like. Get everyone in a room for two yeah. or three days. I'll fly in. And if you're bringing someone in, there isn't a better way. I don't think. Um, why is that? It's because as you have conversations, you will start to build a framework and everyone will have that shared framework. Mm -hmm. But if you walk out of a room, say three hours into building that framework, and then you try to pick up that conversation a week later, you almost have to rebuild that same framework. You've kind of forgotten the shared language and the shared, you know, conclusions that we all came to. So, um, if you're doing it that, that way, then no, I don't think there's a better option. I think you just got to bite that bullet and say, this is something that's worth investing in. Mm -hmm. If, if you're doing it within your own organization, 
um, which is doable, but man, is it hard. I mean, I literally have done this for, like I said, two or three times. And then I tried to do it in my own organization and it was basically impossible. I I just failed uh, utterly. Yeah, because Um, there's a dividing line between you coming in as the consultant you know, so to speak, and then you trying to fill your role as well. And mm-hmm. you're trying That's to like right. kind of go back and forth, right? Between those yes. two things. And the consultant, I, I think you've told me this in the past, but you can expand on it. You're really trying to stay above the fray and out of the discussion, yep. right? Yes, that's right. As a consultant, you never are providing answers to the questions. Mm-hmm. You're only ans- asking the questions and then you're reacting. You're listening to that, to the group or to the leaders, whoever's there with you, if it's a one-on-one thing or whatever, you're listening to them and you're saying, here's what I heard you saying. Is that right? Or push for clarity or ask a follow-up question or, uh, hey, I heard this This person hasn't spoken up. Like, there's a lot of that going on. Yeah. Um, and like looking for patterns here. Hey, I heard three of you guys bring up this topic. Do you think that might be it? And then they're all like, wow, that was it. But when you're when you have to do that and then jump in and also add your own perspective, it's just really difficult. Uh, also, I would add, there's a lot of interpersonal stuff that makes it makes it difficult when you're the mm. out of town person who doesn't have to work and like see these people every day. You can say harder things. You can ask tougher questions. You can, uh, you know what I mean? So there's just a whole host of reasons why you might want to bring someone in. That said, we know that's not possible for everyone. And so that's one of the biggest reasons I'm excited about this resource is because I think this could equip you to get very close to that kind of experience mm. without having to fly someone in. So Yeah, and I want to add on that too because I, I've been through this a process like this several times, um, sort of on the other side where the consultant came in and we met every yeah. you know, we we met in a room with that person and we went through stuff and came out the other side and then I would say like ten percent of it happened. So if if you're listening and you've gone through that process, you probably know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. I feel like uh I don't know what your experience has been. I mean, you're kinda like, see ya, peace out, I got my money, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you don't necessarily care, which I'm not saying that's a bad thing. That's what consultants have to do. You know, you have to mm-hmm. move on to the next client. But I do feel like the biggest weakness of that approach is this like, it was this outside voice. So there's a lot less mm. buy-in and then there ends up being a lot less execution in the long run, all the things that came out of it. And I, so yeah. I wonder like, I've, I want this as we work towards this resource, I would love it to be empowering to people who watch it, read it, experience it in some way so that they feel like they're the ones creating the answers and coming up with the answers. So it feels like it's coming out of them. I think at the end of the day, that is more motivating than somebody else coming in, even if all their, you know, all the answers they come up with sound amazing. And you're like, yes, we have to do it. Nine times out of 10, it still doesn't get done, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so 100% agree with what you're saying. Um, the only, the thing I would sort of defend, uh, mm-hmm. yes. and I, it's, it's fun because I can play both sides because yeah. I've been both the facilitator and I've been the person sitting with someone working with me uh, and, and. Uh, I have seen what you have said many times. I would say part of the skill of the a good facilitator will make sure that the plan that the the people making the plan feel like they came up came up with it. Mm. Um, and I don't mean to say they trick them into thinking that they actually will make sure that. And that's one of the reasons that the facilitator never answers the questions because yes. then it's their answer. It's not yeah. the team's answer. It's not the person's answer. Yeah. Uh, so you're hundred percent right. A good facilitator tries, tries to work their way around that, but there's no, there's no, uh, better way than the person yeah. literally came up with all of it themselves. It's sort of so. like the movie Inception where they're like, oh, the, he has to come <laughs> up with the idea on his own or he's not going to really believe it. <laughs> yeah. So that's then the right. whole point that's of right. the movie is trying to trick him. Not Yeah. I guess trick him, trick him into coming up with the idea on his own anyway. Mm-hmm. But so you're saying yes. they, they don't trick you into it, but <laughs> 
Yeah, that's right. They they actually they go about the process in such a way that yeah. it is you who came up with it. Um even though they're the ones sort of prompting you to yeah, walk down the path. So. Future times though, I do want to say like I do think that is one of our goals is not necessarily that that we um this could sound weird, but like I don't, you know, I don't necessarily see like us being these people who like want to fly in and, and to your organization, your team or, you know, whatever I would, I, my vision for this and like, Brian, I'd love to hear your thoughts, but is that it's very more empowering to people who hear it and yeah. become their own coach, so to speak, you know, like, yes. let's make you the coach. Let's make you the guru. I just think long term, that's, you know, it's like I teach, teach, teach someone to fish, you know, that kind, sort mm-hmm. of analogy that everybody's beat to death, but. I yeah. do feel like it's similar to that and because, you know, the other thing too, I'd say I've seen this in my own life is that pivoting does happen and it, and it has to happen right throughout your life and throughout your organization. And that can be every few years, you know, that can be even just a couple of months. So what are you going to just like hire new guys to come in every couple of years? I mean, I guess that's what organizations do. They, that's what a lot of people yeah. do, frankly. Yeah. So this, this is great. Number one, I a hundred percent agree that the the biggest one of the biggest reasons we're doing this is is so that people are more empowered. I think we mm-hmm. talked about that a few sessions ago where yeah. we were like when you can when you start thinking strategically, you yeah. realize you have a lot more you have the ability to exert yourself on your circumstances a lot more than we often think we do. So number one, I hundred percent agree with that. Um sometimes I here's the here's the thing with and I I didn't I hope I don't sound like I'm the like defender of con- consultants. I'm just trying to explain the thinking behind it. Why would it make sense to um bring in a consultant number one so you use your fishing analogy that's perfect so like number one of the things we hope this does is it helps you learn to think differently that it helps you think in a more strategic way in every area of your life and that mm. is a skill that you we hope well that's one other thing we've talked about yeah. sometimes is like that we we, we believe that, that you can get better at it um as someone walks through that with we've you. debated so that and i wouldn't say that the i would say the jury's still out on that it's our <laughs> hypothesis but that okay, we strongly we have, well believe said, in well that said. hypothesis <laughs> We think, we think that you can get better at it. And we're ho- and that if that's true, this research will really help you get better at it. However, so think going back to fish, um, day in and day out, you want to be a better strategic thinker. You want to be able to fish for mm-hmm. yourself. And that's one of the things this is really helpful. But there may be, a, there may come a moment where you're like, man, I, this, uh, that th- we're after something so specific and so valuable that it's worth spending the money and b- flying someone out. And taking three days because we we have to get this right. Yeah. Um, and that's where if you're like at that critical point, maybe you're like a new leader of an organization or you're at a point in your personal life where you're like, I desperately need some guidance mm-hmm. and I'm not confident that I can come up with something myself. You're I know, Tyler, your personal trainer has been a yeah. perfect maybe is a good example of that. Absolutely. Like, you probably know a lot of really valuable health things and how to work out. But you're like, no, it's a worth investing in a personal trainer because the confidence it's going to give me and the extra level of, I don't know, excellence maybe is a good word or wisdom he's going to bring to the table. Uh, it becomes worth it. And I think that's true in some cases in this example as well. Yeah, I would I would totally agree with that. And I think there are also times when uh, this has happened to me a lot and it could just be, be partly because of my personality, but where I've thought so deeply on something that I'm I'm tangled up in it. I don't know how else to say it, but it, you know what I mean? Where these strands yeah. of thought uh, go all which ways and they get so yep. tangled up in each other that I almost need somebody to come in from the outside and call a fish a fish, so to speak. Like, be like, well, duh. And I'm like, yeah, I knew that. Like, I thought that. But then this thought came in and confused me and this thought, came, you know <laughs> what I'm saying? And I think that can happen with teams as well, where the distractions of what's new and hot or what that competitor is doing or what that competitor is doing or what... 
you know, Apple is working on right now. You know, I don't know why I threw Apple in there, but you know what I'm saying? <laughs> VR, like the new technology that's yeah, coming yeah. out. You're like, oh, we got to do VR. Everyone's doing VR. Or the new yeah. social media is out there. You know, if you're a marketing team and you're like, oh, we got to get on the new social media train. Yep. yep. Uh, only to find out that like it's going to be dead in six months. So there are all of these things that can that can really distract sometimes. So I can see the value even there in those kinds of situations where you sort of feel bogged down and mired in it, mm. and you almost need that outside voice to uh, solidify all the discussions and thoughts that you've had and kind of say, yeah, you guys were in the right direction before you got distracted by this. You know, yeah, that's happened yeah, to that's me. That's right. Per- yep. Personally and professionally. <laughs> so yeah, to, just to summarize, I think most of the time you want to be the one doing the strategic thinking and we're hope we're helpful and and aiming that this resource can be your guide on that path um but i still think there are times where the value you know getting it right is so important or you're so stuck you just need someone to come like you said help you untangle that knot um so yeah i i don't know how we got onto this topic of uh, how and why we bring in uh uh consultants but yeah i i'm i'm a big fan but not in a sense that they're useful. Here's what I mean. They're not the be-all, end-all that maybe they're yes. touted to be. And and I kind of understand if you are a consultant, uh, it, yes, that's how you want to present yourself, obviously, as, as yeah. very essential and important. And we're not trying to take away from that necessarily. A good consultant will always help. Yeah. Always. I, I truly believe that. Yeah. If, again, if they're skilled enough. However, for if you're making the cost-benefit analysis, like, hey, I, I don't have time, the money to spend you know, ten or twenty thousand dollars on a consulting firm or to, or a, a personal life coach or whatever, uh, then like that becomes a much more difficult question. Is like, is this something I can sort through myself, or should I spend some money and bring someone in? Uh, and I didn't just throw that number out there. Like mm-hmm. between ten and twenty, like yeah. that's what a good consultant will cost you if yeah. you're talking organizations. So anyway, yeah, and we don't want to beat this dead horse. Um, I think we just got into it because we were talking about. Um really what we're trying to go with this. So all that being said, getting back to the topic at hand, (laughs) the importance of spending the time it takes to get this step right, which is determining your future, uh, saying this is where we're headed, setting that destination um, so that you, when you're working on your strategy, because another, another piece of this, when we get into it is going to be about executing and sometimes the power of execution, uh, executing the simple things really, really well can add up to bigger and greater success. You know, I actually think of the New England, New England Patriots that way. I do believe that like a lot of their success can, comes from them just executing like very simple things. And if you've, if you've been around that organization, all you know, there are things like do your job. And I mm. like that saying because I think they're getting at the fact that we're not asking you to do superhuman things. We're just asking mm. you to do everyday normal stuff well within the call of duty, well within your job, but just do them perfectly every time. <laughs> consistently, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yep, consistently right. do it perfectly. So get yep. it, that's getting a little ahead of ourselves. But all that to say, you don't want to be marching ahead in the wrong direction. So that's why mm. I think we're, you know, we're trying to make the case here that, um, this isn't wasted time. You know, if you've done one, two, and three, and you feel like mm. you have exhausted it, I would say still do four and five. That's sort of where yeah. we were discussing. You were, I was kind of asking you what you think, if somebody should do all five or not. Um, and we started getting into, uh, I mean, know. yeah, here's the thing with it. The time wasted is going to be small. And the, the thing that what you stand to gain is it's very big, big. Yeah. So like, why would you not? It's like, there's a free lottery ticket. Like someone hands you a lottery ticket, scratch it off. Like, why would you not? You know? Like I'm not saying I'm going to go buy a lottery ticket, but well, if I think hands the first part one, of what you just said, the time wasted, is not a lot. I think maybe some people would argue with that. 
Um, so I would love to hear why you look at it that way. Maybe I mean it. Uh, well, here, here's for example, like what I'm not talking about is like a month. This isn't going to take you a month of hard work. Yeah. Like it might take you an hour here, an hour there, mm-hmm. and you might spread it over a month, but you're talking, okay, if you're doing this in your personal life, you're talking like, let's say you took a long time and you did like an hour for each one of these methods, or maybe even an hour and a half. You're talking less than 10 hours to do all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're doing it with a team, it even goes faster. Uh, you know, like in a strat op, I think they, they recommend you do like 45 minutes on one of these with a whole team. Uh, so again, and there again, I wouldn't say as a team, maybe as a team, that's where you're, you probably have more on the line to like really do all of them. And maybe you're wasting the team starts feeling, okay, mm-hmm. let's move on. We've, yeah. we've beat this dead horse and I, that you've got to be sensitive <laughs> of. But again, you yeah. could do it like once, if you, you have like a staff meeting, a weekly staff meeting, mm. you could come and do a, do one per meeting and it won't get old. Yeah. And you might explore, you know, you might expose different things yeah. in different patterns. So. And there would be some that's time in between. So people could have thought right. new thoughts and, or reevaluated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a great, great idea. Now, if you're doing the like fly your board in and like stay at a hotel or a conference center and like you're, you're working from morning to night on this kind of a thing, then no, you definitely don't because that time, mm-hmm. the value of that time is astronomically higher than your weekly staff meeting you yeah. know, time is. So then maybe that's a more. So what would you thorough... do in the case, this will be the last thing. And then I think we let's jump into number three, but what would sure. you do in the case that, you know, we just did what you suggested and we flied our, we flew our board in and we're staying at the Trump hotel, <laughs> just whatever hotel, the Ritz. Yeah. And you know, so it's a lot of money and we've gone through one and two and we're like, we're in the middle of three. We're still not getting anything. You know what I'm saying? Like maybe it feels like we're hitting walls. Mm-hmm. Is it worth just trudging through, even though it feels like, man, we're just not coming up with, you know, yeah. we haven't really hit it yet. Yes. So a couple of things on that. I don't know that I have a clear answer, but I have a couple of stories or examples that I've been taught. Um, so that's where that is one of the way the times when uh, you're having a consultant in the room is hugely helpful because they will have a good sense of guys. No, we need to keep pushing mm-hmm. like we haven't gotten there yet. They'll they'll be able to read that very well, whereas maybe in the in the room you mm-hmm. might be overly frustrated. You might be like tired and, and worn out, but they're going to say, no, let's keep pushing almost like a good coach will, you know, in, in the, in the tough game, you're like, no, we yeah. can do this. Yeah. So that number one, number two, some stories. So like when I went to the uh, Patterson training for the strat op, one of the things they were talking about, one guy was saying, you know, we were, um, so, you know, they talk about like 45 minutes in, they were like, this guy was on like of a three day process. This guy was on like day two and a half, like halfway through day two. He's yeah. like, We'd made some progress, but we hadn't had the breakthrough moment yet. Yeah. And he, but he was like, we just kept, I just kept pushing. We just kept slogging through. And now what he, he was not talking about these five methods, but he was talking about the whole strat out process. Yeah. And he's like, then there was a moment when the group sort of had light bulbs come on. And from then on, everyone was energized mm. and we really just blasted through and everything else came way easier. So what you're talking about absolutely happens that, that sense of like, we're just trudging. We haven't gotten there mm-hmm. yet. Um, and so, yes, there is a sense where you gotta, you gotta do the work, you know, you gotta keep digging and keep mining until you, you uncover that sort of gold mine moment, that breakthrough moment. Mm. Uh, I don't know if I answered your question very well, but, um, no, I think you did. I, I think it's easy to, especially when it comes to these big vision casting goal setting type exercises, you know, I always kind of go into them already kind of feeling like this is a waste of time. It's so mm. ephemeral. I'm just navel gazing, you know, all those like negative yeah. thoughts. I, I wouldn't say I do that all the time, but like a lot of times that's my attitude going into it. So then if I'm an hour and a half, two hours, three hours in, and I don't feel like I've made significant progress, it's just easy to be like, yep, this doesn't work. I already knew that. <laughs> Quit. Um, yeah. So I think you're making a great case, which is like, no, keep 
keep slogging it out, keep pushing through that, you know? Um, and, and one other thought I, I've been speaking more organizationally, but personally, um, that's where these five separate methods are really helpful and spreading them out is really helpful because you might be in a really burnt out or cynical moment in your life. Mm -hmm. And that can really inhibit the, the sort of you that you love, that you want to be the you that you are normally from coming out if you're in a really negative place in your life. Yeah, so I think doing that's a this, great point because you might – that's probably where you're at because otherwise why would you be doing this? You yes. know what I'm saying? So yeah. probably uh, be like if you're listening to this, that's probably where you're at. So maybe that's maybe that's a good point to think about it, right? <laughs> yeah. So um, that's where I say like take a month, do this over a course of weeks or try it and maybe you take a few weeks and you're like I'm not getting anywhere set it aside and come back to it a month later. And maybe you're in a different place. Maybe the weather has changed and you're, you know, there's more sun out <laughs> yeah. and you're like, winter's you know, over. <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. Yes. You know, uh, maybe your quarantine has ended metaphorically <laughs> or literally. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, anyway, you get the idea. So yes, mm-hmm. what you're saying you finally is, got over that bad 100% breakup. <laughs> right. What's that? So you finally got over that bad breakup. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You got a little more sleep or whatever. So okay, well let's right. let's stop beating around the bush and let's just get into it. Uh, so number three, the resonance method. So these next two methods are very um, related. You'll see that because the first two we talked about are sort of two different sides of the same coin. One was the like positive, what do you want to be, what do you want to accomplish, and the flip side of that was what's the cost you're willing to pay for that. So very married together. These ones are similarly related, but they're not quite two sides of the same coin. You'll, you'll see that as we go. But I just wanted to lay that out. Um, so number three, residence method. Really, I know I don't think I like that that name very much because all of these you're looking for residence. But yeah. here's why I used it on this one because the, the point of this one is to look outside. Of Well, that's all for this episode. We hope you enjoyed it. If you'd like to hear the rest of this conversation, make sure to subscribe so you get new episodes as they're released. You can also view this content along with visuals on our YouTube channel. The link is in the show notes. We'll see you on the next one.